May is Fibromyalgia Awareness Month. It's important to raise awareness about this chronic and often debilitating invisible illness known as fibromyalgia. This month-long campaign is an opportunity to educate people about the symptoms, causes, and treatments of fibromyalgia, as well as to show support for those living with these and other related invisible illnesses. Through increased awareness, we can work towards better understanding and management of fibromyalgia and ultimately improve the quality of life for those who are affected by it. And now on to this week's episode. Welcome to the Conquering Your Fibromyalgia podcast. I am your host, Dr. Michael Lenz, where together we go on the bold journey from not just learning to live with or cope with fibromyalgia to conquering your fibromyalgia. I am the author of the book, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia. If this is your first time listening, I am a pediatrician, also a internal medicine doctor, a lifestyle medicine physician, and a clinical lipidologist. I've been a doctor for over 25 years and hope to help you become informed, inspired, and equipped as you go on the tough journey from just coping or living with fibromyalgia to conquering your fibromyalgia. Today, the topic we're going to talk about is the cost of delayed diagnosis in fibromyalgia. In future podcasts, I will be discussing how do I know if I might have fibromyalgia? How long have you had fibromyalgia symptoms before you got diagnosed? For those of you who have been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, I suspect it's been not just weeks, months, but years, and not just a couple years, but often many years, and likely much longer than that if you consider the fibromyalgia-like diagnoses that you had preceding this. What are the fibromyalgia-like diagnoses? These are problems such as painful periods, migraine headaches, and chronic regional pain syndromes like chronic neck pain. The cost of delaying your diagnosis is tremendous. There are monetary costs. There are the costs of unnecessary treatments. There's the emotional toil and psychological problems that often occur as well. The cost of delayed diagnosis can have a huge monetary impact on someone's life. I'm very familiar with the economics in the medical system of the United States. This may be different for those of you who are living in different parts of the world where the cost of medical care may not be personally felt as much through deductibles and co-pays and how much you have to take out of your own personal income and savings to pay. But I've had many patients, in fact, it's very common in the norm where at least thousands of dollars have been spent on seeing doctors with co-pays, paying for tests and procedures to help diagnose problems that they have. And then there's the cost of the actual procedures or treatments that people have to go through. A recent patient had diffuse body pain. He had regional pain in his left hip, but that didn't explain why he had burning in his arms and his legs and his neck. 
the orthopedic surgeon wanted to do surgery, but could not answer, why do I have pain throughout the rest of my body, and was hesitant to undergo left hip replacement if he wasn't confident it was going to help the rest of his symptoms, period. In the pursuit of a cure, in the pursuit of explanation, he sought not just top-notch physicians and systems like the Mayo Clinic, he also went through alternative medicine physicians hoping to help get input from them and maybe a cure. Unfortunately, these didn't lead to a cure and he continued to be highly frustrated. This was somebody who was very intelligent. This isn't just one example, but this is actually a very, very common example. In the end, he had spent over a half a million dollars, more than half of his life savings for somebody who was in his 60s. I had another recent patient who had not spent half a million dollars, but had been spending tens of thousands of dollars in going to different doctors, getting different procedures done with limited or marginal benefit. In addition to direct costs that are paid out of pocket, there also is a huge impact on lost wages from missing work, not going to work, that also has a major impact. Besides the monetary aspect of a delayed diagnosis, there also is a very emotional impact. Many patients that I've seen who've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia or had fibromyalgia symptoms but were diagnosed only with the depression are placed on antidepressants, but more often than not, they don't meet the criteria directly for depression, but because there's nothing else that is found, it's just laid on this history of you must be depressed. But I think the more accurate diagnosis, and correct me if I'm wrong, but more times than not, it's more of a high level of frustration for all of the suffering that goes along with fibromyalgia and not getting the help. If you don't have an answer for what you are going through, you're going to be frustrated. Very, very frustrated. And if you don't have any hope that you can get better, that here's a medicine, maybe it'll help with your depression and your mood, but it's just one little piece, just here's a medicine, here's a pill. When somebody's not truly depressed, you're not necessarily going to buy into taking it and not understand that this is one piece of a bigger, broader approach to getting better and getting help. Delayed diagnosis also can have a social impact immediately within your own personal life in relation to others. For those who are married, this can have a very negative impact on your relationship with your spouse. This may be preventing you from going to social activities with your spouse, going to parties and get-togethers because your pain is so severe. And your spouse also 
has to bear the impact of trying to help live a life that's disappointing for them, that they wanted to have a time traveling or going to social get-togethers, and that can also have an impact and often put a lot of strain on the marriage as well, as they themselves don't know how to help you get better. If you don't even know how to help yourself to get better, or you're not clear or only have a foggy idea of how to help you. Part of the book that I wrote, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia, is not just for you, the person who's having to live through fibromyalgia, but it's also for the loved one or spouse or partner of somebody who has fibromyalgia to help them get a better understanding of what fibromyalgia is, what can be done about it, and help position you as you walk through this journey of trying to get better and even reversing your fibromyalgia. For those of you who are looking to have a long-term relationship and maybe get married, maybe the chronic pain has been a barrier because it's hard to maintain a long-term relationship or have the motivation to want to go out and be in a relationship because you're hurting. Maybe problems with focus and concentration, fatigue is leading to relationships that never get past a short period of time because your potential future spouse doesn't have the patience to help get you through this. They have not committed a lifetime commitment to get you in sickness and in health. They would rather find somebody who's got their life together before they want to commit. And that also can be a huge frustration for you if you're looking to have a long-term relationship as well. It makes you wonder, why is the diagnosis delayed for so long? And a big part of it is because there's just a lack of education by physicians on fibromyalgia. There's some that still don't even believe it's necessarily true, which is really frustrating for you. But the cost savings, if this could be made early, is huge. Another is preventing the emotional cost because every time you go to a doctor and they say that everything looks normal, you're fine, just leads to a lack of trust in the system because how can I be fine and I feel extremely terrible. That is a slap in the face to me as the patient suffering from fibromyalgia is that you don't get it. What I am suffering is real and I want hope. But without any hope, without any explanation, without any, I've seen this, I've helped patients, and you can get better. You're just going to be more and more desperate, more and more frustrated. While looking at the past of what you've been through likely can lead to resentment. Some of you may be wondering, wow, I wish I had a doctor who would have diagnosed this a long time ago. I wish I would have gotten the help I needed a long time ago. But dwelling on the past only leads to resentment 
and that doesn't help. We have to take that negative emotional energy and turn it into something positive and look at now, let's go to the future. Sure, if you are older and have been through this, you're likely had a parent who went through this and they didn't even get diagnosed. They may have just been told, well, you have chronic arthritis, there's nothing we can do, but they suffered. So maybe you're in your middle age and you are finally getting diagnosed and wish you would have gotten diagnosed back when you were a teenager or in your 20s or 30s. But there's a good chance if you have children that they may be suffering. So you can help them get the help and diagnosis that they have for their fibromyalgia and fibromyalgia-like pain syndromes. If you're somebody who's in your 20s or 30s and you're having children, having young children, there's a higher chance that they may develop it. But if you catch it earlier and the signs are earlier, if we are aware of that, there's so much more we can do. In the past, autism was delayed tremendously in making the diagnosis, but Studies show that early diagnosis and recognition is so helpful if we start getting on top of things early so they don't have to go through years and years of frustration. As a pediatrician who cares for children and adults, I get a chance to take care of the whole spectrum of fibromyalgia and fibromyalgia-related disorders, and it's really such a reward to see people get better. And then when their children are having these signs to say, I'm going to get on top of this. I'm not going to wait until my son or daughter gets into their 50s before they're going to get help with it. I want the help they need when they're a teenager in their 20s and not wait and give them the right information the hopeful information, the evidence-based information to get better. Thanks for joining me today. I hope this has been a help for you, whether you've listened while you're on your way to work, on a walk, or wherever you are taking in this podcast. If you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and share this with others. I'm hoping to help you go on a bold journey of not just learning to live with or just to cope or survive with fibromyalgia, but to conquer fibromyalgia, to reverse fibromyalgia to levels as those who are unaffected by fibromyalgia. Remember, I am a doctor, but I am not your doctor or your coach. This podcast is for educational purposes only, and our opinions of me of those who I am interviewing. So please take that into your account as you go on your bold journey.